Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. It's the end of an era, Cal. It is the end of an actual that era. Everyone's favourite little shriveled walnut of an emperor, <laughs> Akito. He's standing down. It's the end of the Heisei era. Yeah. So now we, they're just going to bash in all the that era. peace? Yeah, it was the era of acquiring peace. Yeah. I presume the next one's just going to be the settling down, just enjoying the peace. Yeah. Well, I era. mean, that seems reasonable. It, like, if we'd acquired peace, I'd be like, right, should we just... Should we just chill out and enjoy yeah, this what, now? What's our new ethos as a country going to be? Just enjoy the peace. Yeah, just, just enjoy just, it. Just really like it. So, you know, good on you, Japan. Yeah, well done, you've acquired peace. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And we're in 1951. We are in 1951. We're, we're one episode into 1951. Yeah. And in that one episode, they've made the classic hair rabbit error. Yeah, I don't That know. they've been making for the last 15 years. <laughs> that's not going to change anytime soon, though, I don't think. It's like, not going to stop I, annoying me anytime soon. Yeah, either. I know. That, that's it. I mean, we haven't... Where's Where's Cecil? We haven't seen Cecil in a bit. Cecil, yeah. Oh, Cecil, where have you been? Cecil. Like the, the whole turtle oh. tortoise thing. I hope he's back. I hope he's back in. I mean, he should be. Because he is the best thing. He is brilliant. And the little community. Especially out of a shell. Exactly. Like, like when he comes out of a shell, you really get the norm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like, so hopefully, hopefully we'll see a shellless Cecil at some point in the near future. Yeah. But you're right, it has been a very long time. It has been. But then he really only occurred in episodes where they were doing the hair and the tortoise again. Yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they do revisit that for a third time because <laughs> Bugs is tenacious. It's true. Uh, it's true. I mean, like, just his relentless uh, hounding of Yosemite Sam through the ages is is testament to that. Yeah. Uh, so we're coming in uh, with a Hector episode. He's on his own again. He's been spending a lot of time recently with Sylvester, but we yeah. think they've been separated for for a bit now like well, I, a couple I mean, of episodes it's yeah because like our... it was after the um after that as like kind of the assassination attempt by the completely 2d mouse yeah um that i think they probably went their separate ways uh probably because i think they realized that if they were together they were going to be more of a target than they were if they were apart yeah i think it's one of those sort of uh neither neither wants to be apart yeah but they you know, have to be. You have to be, and they, they well, I mean, understand th- that. In this episode, well, in today's episode, we are actually going to get to catch up with both of them separately. So let's uh, jump right in. We're watching A Fox in a Fix, which is a Hector episode, and I'm wondering if it's going to be that cool, wily fox. Do you remember him? I like, do remember him. Yeah, I liked he him. Was, he was I think suave. he was called George. Yeah, I mean, he's not named in this. No, but I don't think he was named... Uh, in our list no, last time either, so I'm hoping we'll see him. Uh, we're watching A Fox in a Fix, which is a Hector number from January 20th, 1951. We knew this day would come, Cal. We, we did know this day would come. It's just sad that it's come uh, so early. I mean, we just we, we couldn't get a hold of any of uh, the good DVDs or Blu-rays. 
with uh, laser discs. Yeah, with laser discs. Um, so we know. can't we can't find a Fox. No, well, Fox. like we were missing uh, the DVD LT uh, GC Volume One Disc Four. Yeah, uh, just... and I couldn't get a hold of the Blu-ray of uh, LT PC Volume Two Disc One Restored. So um, we couldn't watch so, a fox so in a fix. We couldn't watch a fox in a fix. Uh, so we're just going to have to go by the synopsis. Uh, yeah. Which it, so it basically sounds like a fox, uh, you know, turns up to uh, to steal some chickens. Yeah. Hector's the watchdog. And he tries to just let the fox go. We watched a little bit. Yeah, we managed to see 30 seconds. Um, yeah, and it looks like Hector's trying to, like just stay out of trouble really like because we know hexter uh hexter hexter classic hexter <laughs> we know hector um uh you know he has a he has a kind of dark past he was he was in a gang and yeah. like and he, he's left that life behind and he's just trying to have you know he's trying to go straight and just keep it keep it chill yeah and it's out and from what we watched uh it seems like that's what he's trying to do here uh because the fox comes up and he's like you know buddy like I, know, I get it. You want to you want to get some chickens. Yeah, everyone wants a chicken. I get it, but like you can't do it here because I'm the watchdog and I've, I've I'm you know I've just got to do my job. Yeah. Like some places they'd bash you around a bit like this, and he slaps. He, him he about does a bash him about a bit. But like, but not here. Like we live and let live. That's our motto. And he sends him on his way. Now it sounds like the fox uh, keeps coming back, uh, disguised uh, as a as a terrier. Yeah, he shaves his he tail. shaves his tail, um, and. Hector pretends to be taken in by this. Yeah, he uh, fooled, and like he agrees to share his home with the the down on his luck terrier, yeah. who is secretly the fox. But uh, at night, the fox tries to sneak in, steal a chicken. Hector dresses a giant chicken and scares the fox away. Yeah, uh, so Hector's really trying not to get like commit violence. Yeah, because it seems like he's, he's taken this job as the guard dog. Um, he, you know, he's out in the country, and he just wants a real low-key, chilled-out sort of. He's existence. on the lamb, I think. Yeah, like, but he, he doesn't want to draw attention to himself. You know, if, if people start, you know, if he start getting in fights and stuff, police might get called. Yeah, people are going to be like, "Oh, you're like Hector Dog." Yeah, and and like having having had to separate uh, from his buddy Sylvester. Yeah, uh, you know, he probably wants to make that worthwhile, and if they if they're uh, trying not to be a target for Granny and uh, Tweety and yeah. Death Cult. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you know he really just you know wants to wants to be on the down low. But unfortunately, we couldn't watch the whole episode. No. Um, if anybody can find a fox with a fix, someone to watch. Yeah. Uh, then uh, please uh, holler at us on t- on Twitter, or on the Facebook. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, Give us a show or what have you. Uh, or yeah, just. Yeah. Well, just give us your theories straight up. But if if you can find it, uh, then we we'll go back and watch it at a later date. Yeah. But unfortunately, right now we're going to have to move on uh, to the other half of this uh, this uh, split duo. Yeah. Uh, Sylvester. Uh, so we're watching Canned Feud, uh, which is a Sylvester number from February third, nineteen fifty one. Or at least I hope we are. I think I think I think we are. Okay, let's have a look. See. All right. Sylvester there clearly not having as much luck as Hector in evading. His life isn't as chill, it would seem, as Hector's supposedly is. Yeah, I mean, so Sylvester's, he's, he's 
he's in a house. He's got human owners. Do you reckon it's witness protection? Uh, I, I wanted something something along those lines. Or, but I suppose who who would be providing the witness protection? Because we don't think that Sylvester is actively working for the agency. Do yeah, we? I think he's just he's just laying low. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, some of the the death cult uh, have caught up with him. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't laid low enough. But he did lay low enough that the family didn't. So they've went off on holiday to California. Yeah, and, and he's left worried. him locked in the house for two weeks. Yeah, which you know. Is not really like it can't be that ha- much of a problem for I mean, him, really, can it? I mean, it seems to be quite a lot of a problem. Yeah, but I think I They've think he the was. Milk. He's worried he's going to starve. Yeah, but I think he was um, overreacting slightly to the situation. I think if he, you know, he maybe sobered up, he might have been able to deal with the consequences. Like just opened a window and got out or something like that. I think a sober Sylvester would have been able to deal with yeah. that problem a bit better. Yeah, so basically the episode revolves around... Uh, so Sylvester thinks he's going to starve because they've told the milkman not to bring milk for the next two weeks. They're yeah. off in California. Uh, he's locked in the house. Uh, but he finds a cupboard full of t- uh, like tin tuna. Yeah, uh, But uh, a mouse has taken the can opener and is sort of taunting him with it. Yeah. And the episode mainly revolves around Sylvester trying to get that can opener. Um this mouse, uh, at one point, sort of backs up against the wall, goes pretty 2D. Yeah. Not full 2D like the previous mouse assassin, but, like, you know, I, I always imagined that that previous assassin was, uh, was like, quite quite an elite. Yeah, he, no, he was definitely next level. Whereas I don't think this mouse particularly has been sent uh, for Sylvester. No, I think he's just had to be I think he's there. found Sylvester, and he's like... Okay, I can probably get some kudos for this. Yeah, maybe he's trying to work his way up the ranks and he's just went like, oh, I'll, I'll probably be able to take him out. Yeah, and so uh, well, I think he's just trying to keep him, like, trapped and, uh, you know, uh, uncomfortable mm. while, until, like, you know, some some of the rest of the Death Cult catch up and uh, come to admire his good work. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. So, so he's waiting. He's biding his time to make the kill. Yeah, because he doesn't. Because he doesn't kill Sylvester. No, he, uh, like he. <clears throat> you know, we see. We see Sylvester like electrocuted, uh, like to the point where all his fur is gone. Yeah. Um. And but we don't see a spirit come out. No. So no, we think he definitely like, didn't die at that point. The mouse. This is more of a torturer than a Ooh. Do you torturer like, and a jailer. Do you think maybe the mouse is hoping that? He won't actually have to do the dirty work himself, and he's hoping that Sylvester will just starve to death. Uh, I mean, I think, I think he's probably in the worst case scenario. He does die of starvation, and that's still probably going to get chalked up as a win. Yeah, uh, but ideally, they probably want Sylvester. Like, they probably want Sylvester on site. They probably want him to go mad and pledge to oh, whatever. Join in, do you think? Yeah, I suppose if they got him down to his last life. Then he wouldn't be able to shed it as frivolously as yeah. he shed some. And would ones. Sylvester, you know, make the ultimate sacrifice and lose that last life in the attempts to take them down? Or exactly. do you think he would go over to them? Because uh, previously, we think he's uh, he's had the option to. Because we've seen Sylvester pull his lives back in before. Yeah. And previously, we think there's been occasions where he did have that option, but when he loses a life. Like quite a lot of uh, horrific sort of visions and memories from that life go with it. Yeah, um, and we have also seen him shed spirits to track down the spirits of mice. Yes, so sometimes he very uh, doggedly pursues uh, a uh, a mouse yeah. into the afterlife. 
using one of his lives. Yeah. Um, it's a great sacrifice. So, yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, that's the other thing. We don't we don't have a solid count on how many lives Hector uh, Sylvester has left. No. So, maybe the mouse here is just like, worst case scenario, he dies and loses one of his lives. I'll still have him here. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. Maybe maybe he does want to whittle him down to just the one life and then keep him. Do you think do you think if he if Sylvester died from starvation he would lose a life? And do you think he would then be replenished and then have to starve to death like fully again? Or do you reckon it would be quite an immediate because no, he's already I think if weakened? you lose the I think if you lose the what you mean you lose the last life. Well yeah, I'm thinking like if he dies through like starvation, kinda of like if he dies from uh, drowning. Yeah. Well, one life goes He's still underwater, isn't he? How quickly would it be for that life, to, for the next life to go, and then the next life, and then the next life? I don't know. I mean, we'd have to see. Hmm. Cause because I'm thinking, like, if he got shot, he loses a life. Does he then just heal immediately? Yeah, I reckon so. And therefore, if he was to starve to death... Because that's why scene to scene here. Yeah. Because like, I, I reckon he probably he maybe did lose a life when he got fully electrocuted there. Oh, we didn't see one go, though. We didn't, but like... He's, he was entirely furry again. Yeah. And we have seen a lot scene. of other tunes do exactly that. Their, their, their recovery rate is massive. Yeah, so like it's po- so it's possible that like he would recover anyway, like yeah. whether he's lost life or not. But but yeah, that some of those examples are interesting because obviously, yeah, like you say, your lungs would still be full of water. Yeah. <laughs> it's like But that's it. I'm just wondering like if if like losing a life for a cat is like a hard reset. Like whatever was, whatever it was that ended that life, just goes. So if it's starvation, when you come back, you're fully replenished. I mean, I think we have to assume something along those lines, uh, simply because we've seen him recover pretty quick. From yeah, yeah, yeah. From being pretty dead. horrific injuries. So, yeah, I think we have to assume that that's the case. Yeah, but it's like okay, you know, you're still underwater. Yeah. <laughs> like, but deal with it because you've got yeah three your minutes worth of hold. No yeah. longer full of water. Yeah, you've got three minutes to deal with it because that's how long you can hold your breath or whatever. Yeah, I think that's what we have to guess. Yeah. Uh, so basically, yeah, the episode revolves around uh, Sylvester repeatedly failing to get this can opener, and when he finally gets it, uh, he goes back to the cupboard where the canned food is, and there's a, a padlock on it, and he turns around, and the mouse is just in his mouse hole again, like spinning the key on his finger, like like a jailer, like a jailer. Yeah. So like. It's not going that great for Sylvester. Uh, I mean, it's not. I, I mean, I don't think... I, th- I think what will happen is uh, he'll sober up and he'll just deal with it. Well, the other question, uh, the big question here for me is, uh, where is Sylvester Jr.? That's a good point, actually. Where's his son? With his mother? I mean... It's I possible did- Sylvester only gets, like, you know, certain visitation rights and he's only allowed them, like, on the weekend or something because he keeps getting them drunk. Maybe and tell yeah, them like, tall tales. I mean, I think we know Sylvester Junior's not there, and I mean, I guess can sort of extrapolate that he wasn't going to be there in the next two weeks because he doesn't. He's not worried about his son. No, he just goes, "I'll oh, starve." Yeah, Have I'll starve. Yeah. Hey, Sylvester, not my not my good boy. Not Sylvester Junior. Yeah, I'm ge- I'm guessing Sylvester Junior's with his mother. Yeah, okay. I could go with that. Do we think we have any idea who uh, the mother is? Or where, when that sort of went down? 
I mean, we have we haven't had any information because we, we haven't seen any love interests or anything with Sylvester. He's been very he's always he always seems to have been separated. Yeah, that's true. But um, like, how long ago do we think? Like, how do we think Sylvester Junior is? Because like, I think it's got to be since uh, he went over to Slobovia with the Bagel Baron. Yeah, what well, you think? It's after that. Yeah, maybe that's where the mother's from. Maybe that's where you met her. Slobovian, Slobovian lady. Yeah. The bagel baroness. Because, like, I mean, like, in my head, I've got this, like, really sort of, like, lovely, um, you know, All right, like, life for them and stuff like that. And then, obviously, you know, Sylvester turns to the drink. Um, and, you know, his, his nightmares start to haunt him again. And she can't deal with it. And there's a separation. And then he goes off and really gets involved in his work. It's, it's a really tragic story. I feel really bad for Sylvester. Yeah, I mean, the story in my head's horrific. We haven't seen any of it. <laughs> Give us, but it's a real. Have set. you got details? Are you, are you um, I haven't got. I haven't got full details. I'll maybe try to make some sort of like novella or something like that to <laughs> publish um, of their life together and you know the the hard times they go through. Yeah. Okay. Let's just <laughs> we'll put that on the to do list. <laughs> Write a small novella. Yeah. Uh, but you know, until then, we're just going to have to speculate wildly. Yes. Um, so yeah, Sylvester not in a good situation. Hector in a pretty good situation. But yeah. Ultimately, they're still just hiding, and Sylvester's not doing it very well. He's not. Uh, so uh, next up, we have a Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam number. Yeah. Uh, Bugs has been uh, pretty relentlessly pursuing uh, Yosemite Sam across uh, time and space. Yeah. Uh, just to annoy him, so far as I can tell, just to be really irritating. He's doing the right right thing as well. Uh, so, like, let's see if there's actually any purpose uh, this time. Uh, yeah. Like, let's see if his uh, carrot pouch is 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 ticking down, meaning that future bugs has come in, like giving him some carrots to tell him that you know soon something's, something's going to happen. Yeah. Let's see if this is a just bugs knocking around doing what he wants episode or a good purposeful let's stop the apocalypse. The good thing is that I, I can get the good laser disc out, uh, hair beyond compare. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 a strong, uh, it's a strong laser disc. It's a uh, really good laser uh, disc name. Again, perpetuating the hair, rabbit, yeah. failure. Uh, so we're watching Rabbit every Monday. It's a Bugs Bunny and 70 Sam number from February 10th, 1951. <laughs> So, laser discs aren't very good, are they? Oh, fucking laser discs. Like, <laughs> laser discs. Like, just give us good crisp vision. Vision. Just, I don't want this blurry piece yeah. of shit. It's, it's weird how, like, they went. Ah, oh, VHS. I think we can upgrade this. I think laser disc. Like That's it's worse than VHS. It's shit. It's worse than VHS. And that I mean, I liked VHS because VHS was just an entertaining thing to have because you had to rewind it and stuff. Yeah, I for one am regretting buying all these laser discs. Yeah, I, I mean, buying the laser disc player was the most annoying part. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, it's that because that's kind of a kitsch thing to yeah. have, right? It's like I've got the laser top, disc. Top loading laser disc. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely like, stuff. Slide it in vertically, straight <laughs> it's down. Be- it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful piece of kit. <laughs> it's lovely. But unfortunately, you have to put laser discs in it. You have to shit. fill it with laser discs. So, once we finish squinting through the blur vision of the laser disc, yeah. uh, what, did we, what did we find? Uh, well, we found uh, Bugs Bunny marinating some carrots. 
it's a great song. Hole. That's what's going on at the end. Yeah. Like it's only thirty seconds long, but that's that's the that's song. That's the song. That's the yeah. song for this week. Uh, so yeah, like Bogs is he's marinating up some carrots. Uh, Yosemite Sam. Uh, is walking along, and this is the this is the first time in a long time that we've seen um, anybody from our side of the portal pass in front of the screen. Yeah, so I thought we were going to have a repeat of uh, the murder through the th- yeah. uh, past the thresholds, which we had very very early yeah, it was on, very like, early episode on. like three or four, yeah. uh, of the whole podcast, like yeah. two, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically, uh, Yosemite Sam's a hunting. He can smell carrots, and he says, "Wherever there's carrots, there's rabbits." Rabbit. Uh, and he's he's going hunting. Like so, I think for a start, that tells us that Yosemite Sam might have caught on to the fact that at least rabbits hound him to the ends of the earth. Yeah, I mean, this didn't seem like it was Bugs actively going after Yosemite Sam. This definitely seemed like Yosemite Sam. Yeah, like just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time because the rabbit he finds is Bugs. But it's also because this seemed like it was a uh, like current. It yeah. didn't seem like it was in the past. Bugs, no. If Bugs is going looking for Yosemite Sam, he go, he finds an appropriate Time period. The, yeah. Because Bugs loves to dress up, we know. He, he does like to dress up. There was uh, no dressing up in this, though. No. So, basically, uh, yeah, Yosemite Sam is is hunting wabbits. Yeah. Uh, he sees... Well, we, it's the first time in a long time, as you say, that we've seen a silhouette in front of... In front of the... The portal, the portal. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yosemite Sam uh, threatens the guy to sit back down and says anyone else tries to get up and get out of the auditorium to warn that rabbit, he'll blast him. So he yeah. threatens violence. He does threaten violence, and I think he probably would follow through with it. Yeah, I believe him. He's, but at least he's, he's a fair he's, guy. He's a crazy guy. Yeah, he gives him a chance. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Yosemite Sam's trying to hunt Bugs. Bugs isn't having it. Obviously. Uh, so, I mean, the first sort of half the episode is just sort of standard like cat and mouse sort of chase yeah. episode um one thing i noted was uh when yosemite sam first points his gun down bugs's hole bugs reaches up through the barrel and then yanks yosemite sam through the barrel yeah that was brilliant now i think that very much supports our our squid creature theory yeah because like, they can fit through those the smallest te- mustaches tentacles and if yeah. he shaves them you know, there's tentacles there. Because an octopus can fit through a very tiny Well, gap. if it can get its beak through it, yeah. it can get its body through it. And Yosemite Sam doesn't have a beak. So he can get through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can get through. He can get so through So like, like, like maybe it's a teeth thing. Maybe like if his, if his teeth can get through it, he can get through Can it. his teeth move like relative to one another? I reckon so. So I reckon if he can get one tooth through it, his largest <laughs> his tooth. His largest tooth. That's, he's getting his whole body through. <laughs> he's going through there. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm game for that. If you can get his largest tooth through a gap, you can get the whole of your semi sand through a gap. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> like, that's 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 that. We need to find out what his largest tooth is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I imagine for some reason it's going to be a gold tooth. Probably. Uh, like, or at least at some point he'll get a gold tooth, and that will that will be the that largest. will limit that will limit his abilities very slightly. And, be, and it's purely for bling as well, like gold tooth. Yeah. Like he if he knows it. it's going to limit his ability to get through, you get a small one. But I don't think your assembly Sam's going to get a small gold tooth. Small. Yeah, gold but also tooth. if you lose if you lose a tooth, but you can move your teeth relative to one another. Yeah. Then you just shift the rest up. Yeah, don't just you? moving forward. <laughs> it's like. Oh, but then he could just have all of his front teeth could just be molars. Do you reckon he changes <laughs> like, like, like depending on what he's eating? Do you reckon <laughs> he's like oh, I'll move the teeth around? Yeah, uh, I, I it's do. mostly going to be veg today, so I'll take the good the good crunches from the back bring them forward yeah i do i do think he does that like a herbivore <laughs> do we think he consciously does it 
or <laughs> that sort of the shit's just happening in his mouth all I'm the time. I'm kind of hoping it just happens because that would be quite alarming. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like picturing like going to the doctor and going like, okay, say ah, and he opens his mouth. It's just this sort of gummy sea of teeth just shifting <laughs> around. around. <laughs> Do you know, he's got like several sets of teeth like shark in rows? So it's like, oh, well, I need to, I don't be, think I need to be all pointy. I need to be all... Molars. Yeah, I think to an extent, except I would say that in Yosemite Sam's mouth, there is nothing that could be described as a row. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it's just gaggles, gaggles of <laughs> Gaggles teeth. of various shaped teeth. Yeah. And I bet, I reckon he's got some weird ones in there as well. Oh, yeah, he's probably got some really interesting <laughs> ones. Ones that can grab stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... Some of them that are hollow, use them as straws. Yeah, he's got all kinds of teeth in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just believe that about you, seventy seven now. Yeah, that's, that's, well, that's it, yeah, but the thing is, is you have to believe it because it's the best. The evidence is pointing towards that. We got that from him being pulled through, being pulled through a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like so. Yeah, your seventy seven can fit through any gap uh, larger than his largest tooth. Yeah, uh, and uh, he can shift teeth around at will. <laughs> yeah, and subconsciously. Yeah. and he's got some weird ones in he's there. He's got so some really weird teeth. Uh, so that that was my only real take home from the first half of the episode. The second half of the episode, uh, Bugs has been captured. Yeah, he's hanging up, ready to be. He's definitely let himself be captured though. It's oh Bugs, yeah, isn't it? Obviously, no. I I I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but he was in the ground. He could have just went whoop and gone. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I think he maybe didn't try as hard as he could have. Yeah, so like, I do think that Bugs is really quite cocky. Oh, about yeah. about what he can and can't do. I think he lets himself get into these situations a lot, like Doctor Who does. Doctor Who definitely lets him get get into the situations because he's like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of it, but it's me. I'll get out of it. Don't yeah. worry. So, Bugs is hanging up in uh, Yosemite Sam's cabin, uh, and uh, Yosemite Sam is chucking logs into the into the oven to you know yeah. To, get, stoke get the to, fire. To, to to stew bugs up real nice. Yeah. Um, bugs gets him to put a specific log on the fire. Yeah. Uh, which is important for what happens once he gets put in the oven. Because when bugs gets put in the <coughs> put in the oven, he uh, just you just hear the sounds of a party going on in there. <laughs> yeah. He comes out. He gets like some water and a fan because he's getting pretty tasty in there. Yeah. He comes out and gets some more chairs. Yeah. And, and some, some crushed ice. ice. Crushed, crushed yeah. ice. And you just get hear this party going on. Uh, and Yosemite <coughs> Sam uh, wants in. Well, I mean, you would. Because there's a party like in the a, oven. Yeah. Everyone wants to be invited. Uh, so Bugs tells him to go and get fixed up. So he goes and puts on a big bow tie. Yeah. And he turns up. And then Bugs uh, chucks him, uh, well, lets him go into the oven. Yeah. Uh, now, we think that Bugs has, well, it's concluded that Bugs has opened a portal to our world where yeah. a big party's going on. Yeah. So we think we put the specific log in there because it had some soil on it. Yeah. And, bug, and that's how Bugs moves through time and space. Yeah. Uh, with his TARDIS powers. Yeah. Uh, so he put that specific muddy log in there so he could open, open a portal. this portal. Yeah. Uh, he jumps out and shuts the door to the oven. Yeah. Uh, presumably thinking that he's going to get cooked up. Yeah. Uh, but then he, he has a change. He goes, oh, I can't really do that to him. And I think that's mainly because he likes annoying him across <laughs> time. Yeah. And space. He doesn't want to end that. Uh, so he opens it up. Uh, and it turns out he'd forgotten to shut the portal behind him. And there was just a raging party going Sam's on. just having a great time in our world. Yeah. And then so Bugs goes, oh, well. Yeah. And then they go and have a pie. 
So do you reckon like he's just going to like annoy them there, or do you reckon like you know they're maybe going to be buds now? I don't know. I because mean, I think I think tonight they'll just enjoy the party. Yeah. And by tonight, I mean the uh, evening of uh, February tenth, nineteen fifty-one. But that- I mean, the thing is, is we actually don't know what era they jumped through to. He could, that could have been a New Year's Eve party, as far as we know. Yeah, we have no idea. It was a big party, though. It was a big party. It looked good. It yeah, I mean, some, I'd, was, I'd have went. It was some, it was some Gatsby shit. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd have went to that party. Yeah. And they do. Mm. But yeah, so we don't really know, uh, but they, they, they seem to be having a nice time, so, you know, why not, eh? Yeah, kudos why for them. Not? It'll be nice to see what happens, you know, uh, if their relationship changes at all. But I'm assuming they came back from that ball. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon so. Um... Do we want to do one more because the first one we didn't really watch, or do we want to save? Uh, do we want to save that one for the start of next week? Um, I'd be inclined to have a look at it. You reckon have a look yeah, at it? Yeah, I, I, I reckon go for it because it might give us a little bit of a uh, little bit of closure, maybe a cliffhanger even. Okay, well let's do that then. So the next one up is a Sylvester and Tweety number called Putty Tat Trouble" uh, from February twenty fourth, nineteen fifty one. Let's look at that with our eyes. All right. It worries me to say this, but mm. Tweety didn't seem that bad in that one. He didn't, but I think for good reason. So, like, uh, despite the fact that this, uh, the release date for this is February 24th, we know that the time over there doesn't really move in the same way as it does over here. Yeah. It's Christmas. Yeah, and Tweety says... It's quite alarming, actually, what Tweety does say, because he's, he's digging his nest out in the snow everywhere, and there's Christmas music going on in the background, and he was like, ah, oh, like I probably shouldn't have dreamed of a white Christmas. Yeah. Which means that he either has predictive dreams or his dreams have a way of manifesting themselves in reality. Which, given what we know about Tweety... Is terrifying. Is, well, it's both terrifying, but also, like, highly plausible. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the size of that head he's got, he's got to have a pretty pretty good, like, yeah, psychic it's, it's brain. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, it's got a certain Mars attacks. Yeah, sort of yeah exactly. Like, his head's huge in comparison to the body. It's like an orange on a toothpick. <laughs> uh, so, uh, he's basically in his nest, right at the top of this very sparse tree, essentially just a big twig. Yeah. Um, and on either side of him, there's buildings, and we see... A little paw come up, wipe the mist away from a window, and we see a Sylvester. And then we see the same happen on the other side, and we see this unnamed cat. He looks yeah. like he's got a bit of a mad eye moody look going on. He's he's been through he's been through the the shit. Yeah, like he's, he's got he's one fucked. really small green squinty eye and one really big normal cat eye, uh, and he just looks real grizzled. Yeah, like he's he's seen some stuff. Man. Yeah, but they both see Tweety. And then they both are happy and are trying to get out. Uh, so I'm thinking... Sylvester, again, is staying with owners and he seems to specifically go for ones who will lock him in. Yeah. So, like, I think it's sort of like uh, having yourself... I, I, I think it's a bit like having yourself sectioned. Yeah. It's yeah, just possibly. like, look, I'm going to do I'm gonna do some mad shit if yeah, you let can me you out lock, there. Can you just lock me in? But he seems quite happy to see Tweety and I think it's because... Like, we assumed he was... He seems to be quite doggedly going after Tweety. Yeah. 
assuming that Tweety is, you know, the head of this cult or at least quite high member. Because in the Christmas episode, if you remember, we when we first posited the idea that Sylvester was hunting these uh, cultists, yeah. we had um, Sniffles at the head of the cult. Or at least at the head of the cult under the house. Yeah, so um, I think... I think Sniffles is, or at least was, like, definitely involved. Yeah. I think... Uh, but then again, like, Sniffles was in... Sniffles in Europe at that point. No, he wasn't. He, we, because he'd, ca- he'd came to... Um, he'd came to America and then disappeared just before the Christmas episode. Yeah, but... We um, went back, surely, and watched that Christmas Sniffles one. Isn't that the one with the slaying song? Yeah, like that was back when he was in Europe. Yeah, yeah, like that. That was, but uh, that was our original Christmas episode. Yeah, that but the point is, Christmas the slaying episode, song I think is why we think Sniffles was involved, right? Yeah. So, like, he'd be part of the European chapter, right? Yeah, but he came to England, not England. Came to America. Um, He's never been to England. Yeah, but I hope not. Um, <laughs> We've heard what English accents sound like in the Teenverse. Terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, like he came to America. Um, post, you know. Sorry, just remember song. that Scouse poodle. Oh uh, yeah, he was, fun, it was just in one <laughs> episode, just one line. It was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, eh? So yeah, like, um, as to what as to where Sniffles is at the moment, we don't know, and to to what um kind of shenanigans he's up to over the slaying time, we don't know. But we do know that Tweety is getting ready for Christmas. But as you say, he doesn't. It's it's, it's, a, it's quite a long chase, classic chase scenes. Yeah. Um, you know where. But Sylvester's... a lot of it's the two cats fighting over Tweety. Yes, yeah, so and I think Sylvester hunting. is hunting Tweety for the reasons we've we've always had down. Yeah. Like, um, but I think when the other cat gets Tweety, and Sylvester sort of seems to be fighting to have Tweety back, I mm. think it's actually that he knows what will happen to that like cat if he has Tweety is much worse than yeah. him saying throwing an iron in his face knocking him out and taking Tweety it's like it's the most benevolent bashing someone <laughs> with an iron I've ever seen like Sylvester's like you don't understand like yeah you not, do not want him you don't want that don't eat him um but yeah like it, it ends up with um Tweety getting away because he tricks uh both of the cats onto thin ice uh, yeah. this frozen pond and then proceeds to essentially saw a big circle around them and drop them into the ice they both end up back in their respective homes trying to get warm and presumably that, with hypothermia yeah but that tells me that sylvester actually doesn't have that many lives left because he's not willing to sacrifice yeah those lives the sylvester we know would have like just dark souls it yeah and then just come back out of that ice yeah and at Tweety, because if, if he knows he th- if he thinks he can land the final blow, yeah, exactly. Um, but Tweety doesn't finish the job; he doesn't kill them off, and that I think um, you know is just because he's happy it's Christmas time. It's the slaying time. Yeah, I mean, I think he's happy it's Christmas time, and you know, largely happy it's Christmas time because it's the slaying time. Yeah, but I also wonder if uh, he doesn't kill him because uh, that would be like opening your presents early. Well, we know that is a we know very, that is very bad, bad thing and to like, do. And like, Tweety practices what he preaches. Yeah, because Santa Claus will come. Yeah. 
the giant loves <laughs> the giant, giant lobster will come and punish you. Yeah. And uh like Tweety's powerful, but like He's not he's not he's, Santa Claus. Well, I mean like he might be, but like why take the risk? Exactly. Why take the risk? Yeah. Just you know, you you don't you don't want two two elder gods fighting one another. No. So I, I do wonder what's what happened from that point on, but I don't think we're gonna find out anytime soon. I don't think we are. I think I mean, I, I wonder if we'll have an actual Christmas Sylvester and Tweety episode. Yeah. I, which I, would just a violent gore fest. <laughs> just some slash effects. Each it's, like other the, up. it's like the purge. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a difficult one. It, it's it's brought up some questions, but hasn't really kind of answered anything. Right. Story, story of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, there you have it then. Brought up some questions, hasn't really answered anything. Yeah, but uh, Sylvester's getting close, and uh, you we, know, at we, some point, at some point, this has got to reach ahead. Yeah, we have nailed down one theory though uh, about Yosemite Sam and his horrific teeth face. Yeah, yeah, with that, that this much we know, Yosemite Sam just becomes more grotesque yeah. as time goes on. Yeah, so tentacle today, tash, grotesque teeth. See if teeth. <laughs> Uh, so that's about uh, all we have time for uh, this week. Uh, if you like the show, please, please uh, leave us a review or a rating wherever you listen to the podcast, especially those of you who listen on iTunes. We know you exist. Yeah. We have the stats. We, we look at the stats. Uh, and also, please just tell people about the show. If you like it, then, you know, there's a high chance that people you like will also like it. Yeah. So to spread the word, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't pay for any uh, advertising or promotion or anything like that. So, you know, just... Please just just tell people about it because, uh, you know, we like having people to share this nonsense with. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the madness uh, madness shared is a madness halved. That's what they say. That's it. It's true. Uh, so watch this space for, uh, like, we're going to do another event for the end of this series, which is still a way off, but, uh, you know, just... We're going to start drumming up support for it. Yeah, we're going to do, do some charity bits, do some sort of stream, I think. So, yeah, uh, yeah w- watch this space for uh, for news on that. Uh, otherwise, yeah, uh, have a good week. Yeah. We'll see you next time. We're going to leave you with a, a little ditty by our very own Bugs Bunny. <laughs> so uh, enjoy that, yeah, and we'll see will. you next week. Bye! Oh, carrots are divine. You get a dozen for a dime. It's magic. They fry a song begins, they roast and I hear violins, it's magic. Why do I kid myself? Other loves that I have are all really few. When in my heart I know the magic is my love for you.